Hello, and welcome to USMLE Connection, a podcast to keep you in the know about all things USMLE. My guests today are Dave Johnson, Senior Vice President of Assessment Services at Federation of State Medical Boards, and Dr. Michael Barone, Vice President of Licensure at National Board of Medical Examiners. Our topic today is the Incus experience and upcoming timeline. My name is Nicole. Thank you for listening. Hi, Dave. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Good morning. So where are we in the post-Incus timeline? Well, Nicole, we're about five weeks outside of the conference right now. Uh, You could imagine that the conference created a lot of insights and viewpoints. Uh, We had multiple groups sharing their points of view and recommendations for ways to move forward. Our plan right now is to uh, convene the five members of the INCAS planning group, the Federation of State Medical Boards and the National Board of Medical Examiners, the American Medical Association, the Association of American Medical Colleges, and our close partner in the USMLE program, the Educational Commission for Foreign Medical Graduates, uh, to work through that material, write some conference proceedings, and begin to craft the preliminary recommendations. We're hoping to have that work finished up by early June, and we plan to post that document or the preliminary recommendations on the INCAS website. Great. Nicole, I would just add that we anticipate that uh, the period of public commentary would run about six weeks, and we're going to try to collect comments through a, a web format. This uh, should allow us to work through incorporating additional viewpoints and information uh, in crafting any final recommendations. Uh, these will be vetted through the stakeholder groups that Mike described, and we anticipate that uh, any approved recommendations will finally be posted probably in the fall of this year. These timelines uh, are definitely approximations. Uh, Since the details, both in the scope and complexity of any of the recommendations potentially that come out of INCAS can really impact uh, the projected timeline, these are just what I've mentioned, an approximation of the, the timeline at this point. Okay, great. That makes sense. You spoke a bit about the views and information shared by the attendees. I'm wondering, did they provide recommendations? And over the course of INCAS, did the viewpoints that they have change? Well, INCAS was designed to bring together groups that had never really talked to one another. So we had representatives of state medical boards speaking with medical students about critical issues like physician and trainee wellness. Uh, We had residency program directors from community-based hospitals talking to uh, CEOs of large medical education organizations. I mention that only because there was a preconception of what the USMLE program or the broader system might do in advance of INCAS. And my only response to that would be we would have never brought these people together if we had preconceptions. Uh, This is a complex problem. We knew that we had to have all the voices in the room. And everybody provided input. We ended the conference with what we called a village fair format where various ways forward were posted on boards throughout the room. And people were invited to go to various places in the room and just provide their ideas for options of ways forward, both pertaining to USMLE score reporting and also pertaining to things like residency application and residency selection. Thank you. Dave, I'd love to hear your perspective. Some of these stakeholder groups are those that don't necessarily come into contact on a regular basis. 
Uh, one of the first objectives of this meeting really was connection. We, we were trying to bring these folks together, and then we went through activities, for example, that paired them in which they took a few minutes to interview each other and then share out what they had learned. I mean, this really was designed to set the tone that it was important for everyone to be listening to one another, uh, as a lot of the individuals here came with um, diverse experiences and are not necessarily defined by their specific role or the sort of the stake they have in the ground, depending on the community they had come from. So how did you get people with such busy schedules in one room? When we invited these individuals, they were eager to come. They're folks who are passionate about medical students, passionate about assessment and the transition to residency. Uh, We asked them to come with their points of view. Many of them have written about their points of view in various publications or presented this nationally. They volunteered their time to do so. You know, I imagine with all of the various stakeholders at INCAS and the complexity of what they were discussing, it seems that gaining consensus might have been difficult. I'm curious about whether or not there were areas where people naturally agreed. Well, actually, Nicole, there were. Uh, We were were pleased by this. There was consensus on several very fundamental points. Uh, One being that the current system for transitioning medical school graduates into GME appears to be flawed. And I think many of the attendees actually might have even used a little stronger language to say outright broken. A, A second area in which I think there was consensus was that unilateral changes made by USMLE alone is not going to fix an overall system by which the medical graduates transition into GME. And a third point, which I thought there was very fundamental agreement, was that uh, changes, both systemic and those specific to USMLE, do need to be explored. They need to be identified and uh, implemented, but on a reasonable timeline that is not overly disruptive. So, Dave, I have a follow-up question. As you say that the system is flawed, what would you say to people who would logically follow with that, well, you're just passing the buck? Well, I think the very fact that we were convening this invitational conference just really begins to push back against that kind of critique. We reached out to a diverse group of individuals. As Mike has said already, there was no preconceived notion in terms of where we were going to come out uh, from this conference. And we, in good faith, have done a lot of listening to what people have said. I'm very pleased as this uh, summary document from the conference is being formulated. And I'm looking forward to the point at which we've got some of this out there with recommendations, both those specific to USMLE and the broader system, for the wider community to be able to provide us some input. Uh, I think that's probably in some ways the most fundamental way we can show the good faith on our part to move this issue forward in a positive and constructive way. Great. Thank you. Nicole, can I make a couple of comments? This sense of uh, disruption that Dave mentioned or the tolerance for disruption, uh, it was clear that an abrupt change to the system may not be in everybody's best interest, uh, but countered by a sense of urgency here that we did need to commit to action as a program, and as a community and implement some change. So it sounds like there was a lot of information gained. After the steps you talked about earlier, what are you looking forward to in the fall? 
I'm looking forward to uh, the recommendation period of public commentary. So we'll draft recommendations as we're doing now. Um, they'll naturally be presented to various uh, internal groups. Uh, and then we'll have a period of public commentary where organizations, individuals could comment on those. Naturally, we think we're going to get a lot of commentary. We'll take some time to digest that, formulate it into some more formal recommendations, and then um, present those not only to uh, the USMLE's governance structure, which would include members of medical regulation, medical education. We have learners on USMLE governance as well, but also the parent boards of the organizations, not only the ones that are involved in USMLE program, we imagine some recommendations may need to go ahead of the boards of the other organizations as well. Uh, all of that will happen this year, and we're hopeful that we can commit to some timelines for change by the end of the year, and as Dave said earlier, executing those changes probably late year into 2020. Dave, where can they find more information about the timeline? Nicole, we have a great deal of information actually on the USMLE website. Uh, we have carved out a specific area for INCAS, the Invitational Conference on USMLE Scoring. You'll find uh, a wide variety of information timelines. You'll find some uh, review of key literature and research. You'll find essentially a, a quick overview of pros and cons when people were talking about specific solutions such as pass-fail scoring for USMLE. So there's a lot of material available that we encourage everyone to check out. Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for coming on the podcast today. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Nicole.